The New Orleans Saints are 4-2 and two after their win on Monday Night Football, but they've got some work to do. We're also going to take a look at which teams we're ready to count out already early on in the season. And, of course, it's Tuesday, which means we got all the information you need for your waiver wires with our fantasy forum here on another episode of Locked On NFL. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is Tuesday here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, which means you got me, Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL, here with Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson N-O. LA. We're talking about Monday Night Football. We're talking about uh, some teams I think we can safely eliminate. And of course, we've got a little bit of fantasy advice for you, too, because it's Tuesday. It's waivers day. You need that advice. So we got you. We got you covered all throughout there. But first, I guess let's talk about Monday Night Football. Kind of a stinker on ESPN (laughs) (laughs) between the Saints and Seahawks. Final score, 13 to 10. Rainy, sloppy game, which kind of excuses some of the ineptitude, but not all of the ineptitude. Um, I I mean, there's a a lot of existential questions about the Seahawks that come in after this game. But I I, kind of want to start with you. It's your Saints. How are we we supposed to feel about these guys? Yeah, well, look, uh, we appreciate everybody for always making us their first listen every day here on Locked on NFL because I get to get this off my chest so quickly so early on in the day. So I appreciate you for giving me this outlet. Um, Listen, the New Orleans Saints are four and two, but it's really hard to believe in them right now. I look if you're if you're a, a football fan that loves defense, if you're a football fan that loves to start running back, then that's great. The New Orleans Saints are your team. But In today's modern era of football, you have to be able to throw the ball. And so far, the New Orleans Saints have not proven that they can consistently do that. And it's not the quarterback's fault. The New Orleans Saints need help. Jameis Winston, Alvin Kamara, these guys need help at the wide receiver position. And Luke, I know Michael Thomas is expected to be on his way back within the next few weeks, but that's a very general and open timeline. No one knows what's really going on with the guy. And so with all of that, I don't even know that getting Michael Thomas back, who hasn't practiced for you since January and who hasn't been healthy for you since the beginning of last season, week one of the 2020 season, that he's really going to be enough. The Saints are maybe going to have to go and do some shopping at the trade deadline because they need some help on the offensive side and need to be able to move the ball through the air. They can't do it consistently enough with the options that they have right now. Across the field, there was an even bigger disaster, which was this Seahawks offense. The Seahawks had, uh, they only scored 10 points in this game, right? And they're dealing with a backup quarterback. They got Geno Smith. It was rainy. That's the thing. But like, look, you got to play football in the elements. It's like integral to the spirit of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Yeah, and, and especially in like your home conditions, your home stadium. Yeah, like, it's supposed you know, to be it's advantage like out of their element. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's Seattle. It rains there sometimes. (laughs) And like, so those excuses will only take you so far. And while, yeah, Geno Smith wasn't great and we don't expect him to be great. The the Seahawks have problems that I don't think Russell Wilson solves. And I think a, a big problem they had wasn't necessarily the frequency of the runs, though that was egregious. But add on top of that, the ineptitude of that running game. So many slashing defensive linemen and linebackers and stuff and credit to the Saints. The Saints front absolutely kicked ass. And when you want to be that Pete Carroll physical hard mouth, you know, or smash mouth team, you can't get your ass kicked like that up front. Seahawks are are two and five now. 
You're getting to a yeah. situation. How many more losses can you afford to take and still be, you know, taken seriously in early to mid January? You know, at one more loss, two more losses, right. uh, three more losses. I mean, we got months left to go, and they've got to pull off like an insane streak to turn this season around. I just don't see a future for the Seahawks. I, ha- I didn't see a future for the Seahawks team week one, and I feel emboldened by just how many games they've just kind of not shown up to. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, credit to the New Orleans Saints defense. If there was the one thing that went right outside of Alvin Kamara, it was the defense. Five sacks in this game. They let the big 84-yard touchdown go to DK Metcalf early on, but then only allowed 83 receiving yards on 11 receptions after that as well. And that, you know, has as much to do with, yeah. Marcus Williams trying to make tackles on the sideline. It's not great. I'm just saying. I just want to bring that up. I I know you want to bring it up, and I, 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 I... I grant you the opportunity to bring it up, but you know, I wish that the guy could be known for more than just one play because he's been phenomenal all season. He's fantastic. The guy takes one, one play that's like kind of like a play that happened four years ago and everyone's like, Oh, get him off the team. And stuff. It's, it's incredible. No, it's and incredible. he had like a good game, like on the whole did, too, of course, but I got to do it. I am yeah, obligated. No, of course you have to, because you have to. Yeah. It's in the contract, yeah. but you know, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I thought that the state's defense really showed up and, and did what they had to do, but this is not a league where you can fully lean on the defense right now. You have to be able to have some of that passing offense there. And for both of these teams, neither of it had available to them. The, the difference is that one of them was dealing with, you know, a, a, uh, a, a backup quarterback. And the other one is dealing with the guy that is your heir apparent after your, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. So, you know, in any situation, you have to be able to see either one of these teams be able to find a way to improve. Uh, Seattle has the talent at the receiver position. New Orleans doesn't. Seattle didn't have the talent at the quarterback position. New Orleans did. And they both ended up producing the same kind of, you know, inefficient play Mm -hmm. in the passing game. The same kind of plotting attack that didn't really go anywhere. And we end up just kind of sleeping for an hour as this game ends 13 to 10. But the Saints now kind of they they ascend. They get four wins. The Seahawks fall away. The NFC kind of has a few teams that are uh, we're going to go with guys, teams we can't really believe in. And I want (laughs) to get to eliminating some. And we're going to get to the Tuesday Fantasy Forum in just a little bit as well. Yes. And before we get to that, we do want to tell you about our friends over at getupside.com. Luke, I don't know about you. I've been driving a lot more recently now that things are kind of like opening back up and all that other stuff. And we're seeing people. We just had the wedding. So we just drove all over the place with all of that. And I am. Thank you so much. And uh, a grateful little wedding gift came from me from Get Upside because I got my first cash out from them and uh, made quite a bit of money back and quite a bit of cash back from filling up my car. So here's the way the cash, uh, the, the, the Get Upside app works. Basically, you download the app. It's free. You get it from the Apple App Store or Google Play, whatever it is that you use. And then you have it on your phone and they have sort of select gas stations that you can go to and you get 25 cents back per gallon on your fill-up. And actually, if you download the app right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN, they're going to give you 50 cents back per gallon on your first fill-up. So it's really, really dope. But there are people that drive a ton, use this app a lot, which is free, and they get 
$200, back per month. You can get it back to your bank account. You can get it back to uh, for you on PayPal, or you can do Amazon gift card, which is what I did, and other brands that they have available as well. So once again, go and check them out. Super awesome. Get Upside App. Get $0.25 cents back per gallon on your Phillips at select gas stations. Download it in your App Store or Google Play. And don't forget to use the promo code TOUCHDOWN as well to get that little bonus on your first fill up with the Get Upside App. All right, Ross, I'm ready for some violence. Let's cut some teams. Let's get rid of them. Okay, so here's the deal. We are now far enough into the season. We're not even at the halfway point here. So there's lots of time for everybody to turn everything around. Nobody's mathematically eliminated. But some of these teams are eliminated. (laughs) And we could sit here and crow about the Jaguars and the Jets and the Lions and all these teams that we kind of knew. And they're, you know, one zero win teams or whatever. But that's boring. I want to talk about some teams that could turn it around. Like record wise, they've got plenty of opportunity to maybe they've got three wins. Maybe they've got, you know, uh, they're closer to 500, but they're cooked. They're done. We're leaving them in the dust and you don't have to watch a game. I'm starting with the Seattle Seahawks for all the reasons that I mentioned before. But let's Mm -hmm. maybe uh, throw a new team in the mix here. Um, Let's stay in the NFC West and talk about are, are we doing this to the 49ers? Are we ready to give up on them? Because right now, there's all sorts of stats going around about how Kyle Shanahan currently has about the same uh, win record as Chip Kelly did in the NFL. Uh, He's like, uh, he's well under 500. It's been poor. He's dealt with a lot of QB injuries and stuff. But at a certain point, when are the wins supposed to come with this supposed offensive genius and all this stuff? Um, I don't know. What do you think, Ross? Are we are we cooking them? Are we are we eliminating the San Francisco 49ers? I think I'm very close to it. San Francisco 49ers right now, two and four. And we have to take into account the con or excuse me, the division that they're in. Like you mentioned, no team is mathematically eliminated at this time. But I think I might vote. first. Yeah, but I think I might vote to eliminate the San Francisco 49ers because of the fact that you're in a division right now that has the only undefeated team right now with a 7-0 Arizona Cardinals team, which looks absolutely phenomenal. And then a six and one Los Angeles Rams team that has also looked phenomenal. I think the Seattle, I'm sorry, well, both the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers might be done for. So I'm not quite with you on done for entirely on Mm -hmm. the 49ers. They ain't winning the West. You're right. There's the Rams and Cardinals. It's going to, that's going to be the battle. That's going to be the West. But here's the deal. Seven teams in the NFC. The NFC is pretty top heavy. You've got Rams, Cardinals, uh, the Packers, the Bucks, and the Cowboys. And everybody else is kind of stinky. So there's a chance to sneak in into the seven seed. And once you're in, you know, anything can happen, right? So I'm not ready to put him to bed yet because I think a turnaround can happen when Trey Lance gets healthy again. If Trey Lance is ready to go and if he is able to start to use some of that arm talent, some of that, the talent with his legs and, and create a dynamic offense, which is what this these 49ers are missing, I think we can start to see a similar effect to what happened with Sean McVay when he went from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford, get a real quarterback in there. And suddenly these offensive genius guys have a little something, something to play with and it can work out. So I think a turnaround might be in the cards for them. Speaking of runaround guys with a crazy arm, what about the other team from the 2019 Super Bowl, which is reeling? We got to talk about the chiefs. Are they in trouble? Please have an actual conversation about the chiefs. Are they going to be okay? I think the chiefs, are in trouble. Uh, are am I ready to call the are you are, are they left for dead? No, I don't think so. They are still the Kansas City Chiefs. This is still Patrick Mahomes. This is still Andy Reid. This is still a very, very talented team that has talent all over it. But I think that the days of having this really 
you know, kind of subpar defense and an offense that's going to carry you past everything. It's kind of the reverse of what, I, what we were talking about opening the show with the New Orleans Saints, who have this really fantastic defense, but not enough production over on the offensive side, particularly through the air in a modern offense, that you, you kind of have to have a balance of all of these things in order to be a successful team. You look at, let's say, the Los Angeles Rams, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. They have a balance on both sides of the ball. I think that right now, the Kansas City Chiefs lack that over on the defensive side, but also have been a little inept over on the offensive side. We've seen bad throws, bad decisions being made by Patrick Mahomes, who now has, I believe it's 16 interceptions in 16 games and has thrown an interception in every game that he's played so far this season. He got, you know, reeled upside the head at some point during uh, during Sunday's game. I mean, there have been a lot of things that have just been going wrong for this team. But if there's any team that I look at and say, okay, they have an opportunity to really bounce back with what they already have on the roster, if they can get a little bit more comfortable on the defensive side, I'm not ready to count the Chiefs out just yet, but I'm not afraid to say that they're in trouble. They're definitely in trouble because, again, they're in a division. I mean, the, the Raiders and Chargers are, are lapping the field right. in the in the uh, West right now in the AFC West. Um, I am I'm I'm not eliminating them either because we've seen how elite the Chiefs can be. You know, I say with the 49ers, gosh, they're going to go have to go on such a crazy win streak. Well, we've seen <laughs> the Chiefs do a win streak like that, right? right? We've seen right. them win, you know, lose twice in a season, right? Um, so I think they they have that in them, but that defense has to get fixed. And here's the problem with that defense right now: Steve Spagnuolo is operating with hubris. He is way mm. too comfortable. <laughs> and he's way too yeah. confident in his players. He's asking them, you know, guys like uh, Mike Hughes to cover one on one. He doesn't have that in him. Trust me. We, we yeah. saw this You've in, in Minnesota. Close. <laughs> um, and he's still kind of blitzing more than I think he can get away with. He has to take a bitter pill and start running softer coverages, more too high coverages, maybe get run on a little bit more, put a little bit more of the game in, you know, Chris Jones and Frank Clark, and a little bit less of the game on your corners and Daniel Sorensen. And then Patrick Mahomes can take over from there. I think Patrick Mahomes has been a little unlucky. Um, and I think that's mm -hmm. inflating a lot of those interception stats and stuff. So I think there might be a, a, a turnaround in there. Um, but there's, also, there's two kinds of turnaround. And that, I want to uh, go back to the NFC for the next kind. You start off three and zero. You drop four in a row. You just got blown oh. out by the by the Giants, and you benched your quarterback, who was supposed to be the future of your franchise, who was sold as the future of the franchise. Whether or not anybody bought that is up is on them. Um, but let's talk about the Panthers and Sam Darnold, PJ Walker. What's going on? Are, are these guys cooked? Or do they have any chance to to pull this season out of the depths? I think Carolina might be done. I, I really do. And I'm not just saying that because they're in the NFC South and I cover the Saints. I know the way that people are going to read that, but we've seen this from Carolina before. Carolina had, you know, it's where they opened up, you know, slow last season. They had three straight wins and they went on this losing streak after that. We've seen this over and over again with Carolina. And I'm sorry, but Sam Darnold, it look, if you bought into Sam Darnold, I'm sorry that you were lied to and I'm sorry that they hurt you again. <laughs> So I think for Carolina, I just don't see the formula that's there for them to be actual contenders and to be winners. So I think they're done. I think they're cooked. Sam Darnold is in year four. If he didn't, mm -hmm. if he doesn't have it now, he ain't getting it. He ain't getting it in the middle of the season. So your best chance is PJ Walker, who was in the XFL two years ago. That's the best chance for the Panthers. Their uh, once vaunted defense just let Daniel Jones cook them. Um, and, you know, a right. Giants offense that if you listen to Patricia on 
uh, on Locked On Giants, they were having their own whole host of problems, but now the Panthers have become the get-right team. And even if they can pull out of it, um, now they've lost a game to the Vikings. That's going to be a pretty big tiebreaker. They might end up needing the tiebreaker with the Saints, so they're going to have to go win that game. Win, you know, They're going to have to not split that series. They do have a win against the Saints. That'll help. Um, but it's going to be really hard for them to turn it around because I just don't think they have the dudes. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. And this was, of course, a New York Giants offense that was missing so many key pieces on the offensive right. side. And even Julian before that game tweeted out, yeah, the Carolina Panthers have to win this game and they couldn't pull it out. They couldn't, couldn't figure out close. a way to get it done. Couldn't even get close. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, as well as several other teams, we might be ruling out, you might not be ruling them out. But uh, before we end up ruling out any of your fantasy teams, I've already kind of ruled mine out, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, we're going to be checking in with Kate Majuk here in a little bit to try to get these things going uh, up again here in just a moment. Uh, but I do want to talk about, you know, however you feel about certain teams uh, that are out there, whether you're feeling good about them, not feeling good about them, betonline.ag has something for you to be able to get in on the action. Maybe make those games a little bit more fun again. I can tell you that the Monday Night Football game was a little bit more fun for me because I actually had money on it. So I think that if I didn't, maybe it might not have been as fun to watch. So if you want to get in on the action, go and check out betonline.ag. You can do individual bets on things like over, under, a line, stuff like that. Or if you want to, you can pull together a bunch of different games for a parlay, try to maximize and multiply your way to a big cash savings or big cash winnings, even if you're just betting on the favorite. So go and check them out over at betonline.ag. They got you covered for everything that you're looking for in the MLB as well. The NBA, which is now underway, MMA, US, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games as well. And when you're there, don't forget to use the promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N so you can get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit that's over at betonline where the game begins. And you can also check out our friends over at rockauto.com. Com parking spots, I am convinced, are just getting smaller and smaller and smaller, and more of them are being put in between poles. And I'm having a particularly challenging time with that as a truck driver myself. And so I just the other day had to go on to uh, rockauto.com, and by the other day, I mean today as I arrived from home from my honeymoon and had to buy a new wheel well wall, which is a thing that exists. And I had to buy one because I hit a pole that actually like peeled my wheel well wall off of my car. So I had to get that replaced. Rock Auto though, easy, like 20 bucks. It's on the way with new clips. So it just pops right back into my truck and I never have to acknowledge that anything went wrong ever again. So that's what I love about rockauto.com. If you've got something you've been meaning to work on that you need to work on, or if you're anticipating hitting a pole in the future, make sure that you've got rockauto.com bookmarked so that you can get all the parts, pieces, and accessories that you need, no matter what make, model, or year your vehicle may be. And don't forget to let them know that Locked On sent you right and Locked On in the How'd You Hear About a section. Amazing selection reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com all right everybody it is tuesday here on locked on nfl so that means it is time for the fantasy forum as we do every tuesday this week we're joined by kate majuk of the locked on dynasty football podcast on twitter at ff ball blast kate we had a very, very exciting week, our weekend rather, of NFL football. I want to talk about some of the big standout performances from this weekend. Who really stood out to you this week? I mean, we can't, I, like I said this before we even hopped on here, Say we got to give the automatic uh, yeehaw 
for Jamar Chase. <laughs> Yeehaw! Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Giddy up, baby. Like, this is Jamar Chase's world. We are just living in it at this point, and we are in for uh, a pretty freaking fantastic wild ride. I'm so excited to see uh, this kid be so productive. I'm so excited to see him back with Joe Burrow. Looks fantastic. He's literally a record-breaking wide receiver <laughs> doing more in seven weeks in the season than any other rookie in NFL history. Like this dude's just absolutely fantastic credit, all the credit in the world to Jamar chase, who uh, we accused of not being able to catch a football just uh, seven <laughs> short weeks ago. He's come so far. I love it. And one of the things that I really love about watching Jamar Chase and and as a fantasy owner of Jamar Chase is his ability to be able to score not just on deep balls, but we've seen him now take slants to the house and sort of run through tackles and be able to create after the catch. I imagine that's exactly what you're looking for in a receiver when it comes to fantasy value. Oh, absolutely. You want a, a guy that basically the the ball ends up in his hands and he makes a play. And that's what that's what he's been doing for years and years. Uh, and that's why we loved him so much at LSU. That's why, I, I mean, I think you have to give him a lot of credit for where the Bengals are at this point in the season, uh, at this point, leading the AFC North. I mean, like sole ownership. Yeah. Incredible, incredible stuff. And uh, on the other side of that, I want to give a shout out to Joe Burrow, who had a fantastic game, led all quarterbacks in passing yards in week seven uh, at least so far, we're we're recording this ahead of Monday Night Football, but finished the day with 416 <laughs> passing yards, Don't three count touchdowns. Out <laughs> Dude, you can that's like that's the thing. If we were talking about any other quarterback, I could pretty safely <laughs> say this, but it's 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 Jameis, so I can never count him out. Uh, but had three touchdowns, one interception on the day. He he's looking more comfortable. He's looking. Uh, He's he's just showcasing that connection. And I absolutely I'm, I'm so happy to see uh, not as a Steelers fan, as a Steelers fan, this is killing me. Sure. But the Bengals <laughs> are having a lot of success and they're really fun to watch. I'm, I'm I want all of the, the Cincinnati Bengals on my fantasy team. For real. Yeah, it feels like we have, I mean, with the Bengals and the kind of the surprise that they've been, you know, nobody had them this this high on their rankings or anything and being this hot. And it feels like we have a couple of, of players who are really, really like outperforming their draft position at the beginning of the year. Uh, what other surprises do we get this week that are guys that maybe uh, we should start to rethink how we think about them, like rethink our perception of them? I mean, Jamar Chase is down every week, start your stud kind of guy. It didn't start the season out that way. As no rookie does. Um, who else are we maybe like recalibrating about because of what they did this week? Uh, I think a, another guy that I want to give some kudos to is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, oh, sure. 291 passing yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. So uh, he's not he's not playing perfect football by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, he's another guy that I think, uh, you know, improved a lot in terms of his passer rating on the week. Uh, we saw him uh, actually work pretty well with uh, the volume that he had. He had 40 pass attempts this week. Um, I, I just think, you know, kudos to him. He's playing pretty well under. Uh, not so ideal circumstances like, you know, we've we've talked about this endlessly. feel like we've had this conversation already so many times. Uh, the Deshaun Watson rumors to Miami, it says, uh, you know, Miami is the only place he wants to go. He has a no trade clause, so he has to approve the move. Mm -hmm. And Miami is the, the place that he wants to go to. So he's, uh, you know, essentially still playing as a rookie. He hasn't even played a, a full season 
of mm-hmm. games where he started and finished. Um, and I think he's carrying himself really well. I think it, we're seeing him uh, blossom a little bit as we move into the season. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with a fully healthy wide receiver core. Yeah, I feel like Tua continues to get lost in these conversations around Miami quarterbacks. He had the whole sort of back and forth between he and Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though they very openly supported one another last season. Now, you know, he finally gets an opportunity. He gets hurt. There's Jacoby Brissett, but now there's all these conversations, all this conversation going on about Deshaun Watson. And Tua is just going out there and playing football, <laughs> which yep. you, have, you have to admire the guy for all of the sort of uh, ancillary spotlight that's on him for going out there and still making plays on a Sunday. Yeah. It's hard when you're one and six too. Yeah. It's it's hard to kind of be take get any attention when you've kind of fallen away from like the contention of this. And they were supposed to contend, you know, they were supposed to be a team that was going blow for blow with the Buffalo bills. Uh, when we previewed the AFC East on this here show, Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about waivers though. Who, who you got this week for, uh, the, the, the desperate among us. Oh, there's so many, so many of us, uh, (laughs) sit among the desperate. tore our rosters apart during by again and now we need to reconstruct them <laughs> we need to rebuild um i think my biggest waiver wire priority this week has to be kenny gainwell um he's mm. available or uh, he's just rostered in 26 percent of espn leagues he's probably available in your league uh right now um unless you're one of those uh you know spry fantasy players who got him a little bit earlier he has looked fantastic uh in the receiving game Miles Sanders uh, suffered suffered what I believe is a low ankle sprain, uh, so I do think Kenny Gainwell could, uh, you know, be the the guy for the Eagles, at least for the foreseeable future, maybe for a week or two. Um, but he's a guy that's been productive on limited touches to begin with. Uh, I, I think the you know upcoming matchups, uh, I'll I'll take all of it. Give me Kenny Gainwell, especially in a PPR format. Um, uh, another guy that I want to give some kudos to, uh, Amonra St. Brown. Mm-hmm. It's it. Look, somebody's got to catch the ball yet. in the, <laughs> somebody's <laughs> got to catch the ball. Like I, I think that, uh, we can do worse, uh, for Amonra St. Brown. Um, it, look it, again, this is like a volume play in a full PPR format. Yeah. Um, clearly Jared Goff, like he needs a target outside of TJ Hawkinson, outside of DeAndre Swift. I, I think that we can see a bounce back, uh, you know, hopefully in the weeks to come. But um, he's a guy that I think could shine, you know, as the season goes on. He's a rookie uh, as he gains more chemistry, as he gets more familiar with the playbook. He's somebody that I want to keep my eye on moving forward. Um I, I really, you know, I think there's potential there for uh, maybe a second half breakout, especially with a rookie, um, you know, somebody coming in, starting out slow their first year. I mean, I just saw this intimately with Justin Jefferson last mm-hmm. year. He started off a little slower and then he came way, way, way on as the year went on. It's a long season and it's tough to transition. So uh, all of that makes sense. Kate, thank you so much for uh, giving us the time, giving us some waiver advice and all that. And uh, we, you can find Kate Majuk at FF Ball Blast on Twitter and on the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. Thanks so much.
Thanks for having me on. So on this show, maybe we got ahead of ourselves a little bit by talking about like playoff seating and position in October, but the trade deadline is right around the corner. So don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half uh, NFL season preview and much, much more. Catch the show live from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern time, November 2nd on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day. Tomorrow on the show, you've got Tony and James taking you through the power rankings on Wednesday, maybe previewing uh, Thursday night football a little bit. So we will see you all then here on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.